0: Um, I actually have a handout that you guys, if you want to grab it on your way out or, or that she could hand them out to you, but it's just so that you would have, um, if you're a worship leader or you're a frontline singer or you're a musician or minstrel, but you would have it just to see the foundational principles of what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk from it, but I'm actually going to try to go through it fairly quickly because you know Tiffany and I were talking, we'd really like to move into some practical application of prophetic worship, which means, how many people in here sing? Mm, okay. So that means that, that some, some of y'all in here might get called upon <laughs> to actually step into the river, step into the river and actually start to exercise this gift. Amen? I mean, that's what we're here for, right? Amen? Some you want to break, take back to your church is something that you want to, to break open in your church, right? Uh, yeah. Amen. Well, you know what? You won't do anything you don't ever practice. And if you don't practice it, you won't do it well ever. Right? Amen. So um, let me just pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. God, we just say, Holy Spirit, be with us as we talk about prophetic worship and the nature of prophetic song. We just ask, Lord, that you would stir up the gifts, that you would stir up our faith, and that, Lord, we would, we would believe for the miraculous. That we, Father, I'm believing for people's um, reach to far out ec- exceed their grasp. Because, Father, that's you. And so, Lord, we just ask for your presence and your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, it's a joy to be with you today. Um, I probably wrote this or put this together when God started speaking to me about the nature of prophetic song. It's, it's it could have almost been close to ten years ago, and this is actually the first time that I'm really going to teach on it. So I get to guinea pig you, that's what that is, that I really get to teach on it. But let's just jump right in. I want you to know the nature of prophetic song. There's seven places in the Bible where the phrase "new song" is stated. One of the things you want to know about the word "song." I, I named my daughter. Our first daughter's name is Noel, and it's not about Christmas. But that actually in some languages means song, but it actually means inspiration. And when we sing a prophetic song, it is prophetic, it means it's inspired of God. Peter said this word that we read is the most sure prophetic thing that you could ever have because it was inspired by God. Amen? And there are songs that God wants to inspire in us when we are worshiping up there, worship leaders. It's not just the person standing in front like Tiffany or when I used to be a worship leader. Um, years ago in church, but the person that's on the drums, the person that's on the keys, we're, we're all up there leading this congregation into the presence of God. I've watched someone on bass praising God and worshiping, and I mean, I, I, was, I was worshiping. Whatever breath was in that bass, bass it was praising God. And, and, and I just went in going, "My God, or listen to someone play the violin. We're all up there leading. And there's seven places where it talks about a new song, either an exhortation or proclamation, which makes sense since prophecy is, as well as we know, exhortation, edification, and consolation. Now, when a new song, a prophetic song, is sung during praise and worship, there's a different dynamic that takes place in contrast to hearing the word preached. That is, there's no note-taking when a prophetic song is going forth. When we're worshiping God, there's no note-taking going on. You could have gotten in the worst argument with your, your husband or your wife, or, you know, if you, if you have kids, you're about to leave the house, and you can't find the shoe, the left one, but the right, I mean, and this stuff is just wrong, and all of a sudden you enter in, you come into the, the auditorium, and worship is going, and somehow, all of a sudden, all the problems you had, the things that you were dealing with, can get left at the door, and you start to enter into something now, now, obviously, there is much revelation you get. I mean, we just had three messages that I know you, you walked out of there like, I need to undo my belt buckle because <laughs> I'm full. You know, you know. we just heard full of revelation that touched you in a certain place. But there's something about that, you know, you don't get everything all the time when you get, I got to go home and I need to re-listen to that on the podcast and take, you know, oh, I missed that when he said that, and there's stuff that just keeps opening up. But when we enter into worship and something prophetically takes place, it, there's, there's a dynamic that, that preaching just doesn't do. Preaching, there's a sowing, there's a planning, there's a process, there's a reaping. We get revelation at that time, but usually there's the process going over our notes. But prophetic song has an accelerated aspect to it. An accelerated thing that takes place. Prophetic songs, chains were broken. Every time Tiffany started dancing, chain. Uh, you know, you you're just ready. You, come on, come on, you was just ready. God didn't even have to say, come on. You was already said, God, I'm here. You just, you just was ready for it. I mean, chains are broken. Things in you get touched that you've been trying to get touched before. Someone was praying for you, and it was going over, and you left, and a little bit of it got touched. And you was like, I still feel some more of it there. And all of a sudden, a prophetic song can go forth, and God speaks something directly to your heart and soul, and it just, and it just breaks open. And you start weeping. And you start, you, you're crying, or or joy overwhelms you and it overtakes you, and there's just an accelerated aspect to what prophetic song can do. It's just a different dynamic. It's because of the emotional aspect involved. See, when we go in there and start worshiping, I don't think you ever take out your concordance or your commentary. To think, what is that word she just sung or he just sung, that, that he just sang? You don't start thinking, mm, I need to think about just what's the Greek word. You don't do that. There's not this emotion. there's not this intellectual thing that goes on. There's, just, there's an emotional, there's a, a visceral, guttural, deep in the core of you. Where it just starts to cry out for what's happening. It bypasses all of that. See, we emote during praise and worship. We're declaring his worth his value, we make known our devotion to him as opposed to the intellectual involvement in hearing the word. I remember so clearly, it was probably 1993, we were on stage and and we just came out of some pretty up-tempo praise and kind of went to a mid-tempo song, just went into getting into going to that little, like getting the bathtub, you know, warm worship and and there was a song I just remember. I don't remember the name. I just remember, Lord, you're the one who heals my soul. Lord, you're the one who makes me whole. You're my healer. And I, I just, I was standing there and I was telling Tiffany, this, I go, before we got there, the musical interlude was praying. It was just beautiful. And I, I just, God just started speaking to me. And I saw how the Bible says he's enthroned on the praises of his people. And we just had been praising hard. Think thing about praise is, Majority of the time, praise is one way. I praise God. He's awesome. He's mighty. He's king. He's Lord. I'm declaring who you. I'm exalting in Him, and I'm exalting Him. I'm praising Him. I mean, it, God doesn't go, "You, don't, you the man." No, you the man. No, it ain't like that. You know, but you rock my world. No, you rock my world. No. Now the Bible does tell us God honors us. He delights in it. But it's not the same kind of praise that we give him. But what I saw is all of a sudden off of that throne, there was like this, this comforter, this blanket. And it came off of the throne. And as it came off of the throne, it started floating through the congregation. And it just would, it would just come up next to someone and wrap around them. And you could just see their face start to smile and warmth. And all of a sudden, it just Floated over here, and you know, I ain't crazy, y'all. I'm just prophetic, and it was just doing this, right? It was just floating through the. And and then God spoke to me at that time, He goes, Yes, praise is one way, but 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 this right here, this worship here, is two way communication. He goes, This when I come off of that throne, it becomes two way communication. And that's where God wants us to step into. That's why the prophetic song moves us in such a deeper manner and a deeper way when we get into it. See, I want you to know there's two types of prophetic song. Number one, there's the song of the bride. And then there's the song of the Lord. Song of the bride is where we are singing prophetically of the adoration that we have for God. You know, you're I mean it's praise and it's adoration and I love you God you know how you're out there and you're worshiping and, 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 and the band is just going in and, and in your heart there's this stuff you feel there's stuff you want to emote and you're like yes Lord and, you, and there's just a prophetic well prophetic song that song of the bride that's what's happening there and then there's the song of the Lord and that's where you start to hear stuff coming back out you at you in the congregation in the first person is God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. See, in Song of Solomon, you know, we have we have the title King of Kings. And we have Lord of Lords. And you know, Song of Solomon is also called the Song of Songs. And whether you realize it is a prophetic song about our King, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus. It's a prophetic song about us, his bride, and how we're beat up sometimes. And the sun's been beating down on us, and, and how we just, how do we overcome the rejection and the hurt and the pain and the insecurity and all these things? And all of a sudden I was just meditating in it one day, and God just broke it down and showed me. Just this is the prophetic song. I'm explain to you. It's a prophetic picture of Jesus, his church, his bride, him and his bride. So you have, uh, here's the breakdown for you. You start reading, you just take chapter 1 and throughout the book, you see the pattern of the bride singing. She, she, she's singing. She's saying stuff to the king. She's saying stuff to him. And then what you see is, then the chorus starts to sing. Now I want you to picture like we're in a church service. So what you have here is, is the worship team up here, and really they're like the bride. So say Tiffany's up here, and she's leading you're the bride, too, but right now, you're not up on stage. So you're like the chorus. You know, we're singing, and what are you doing? You're singing, too. You're just right in the chorus. And, you know, you, you, you got the verse. You get to the chorus, and now you are ah, you out in there. You're the chorus. You don't always got the verses, but you get to the chorus, and you just, that's, that's my jam, girl. That's my part. You know, you just be in it. So then the chorus responds. And then it gets back when you're reading, it gets back to the bride, and she, she sings again and responds, and then maybe you have another of course, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the king responds. All of a sudden, the king responds and starts to express how he sees the bride, how, what he feels about her. Hey, come, baby, don't be hiding. You can't hide your sin from me. Come here. Let me touch you. Let me heal you. Let me set you free. Let me strengthen you. Let me lift you up out of that miry clay. Let me, let me blow that demonic cloud that's over your head. Oh wait, come here. here. And we fight. We struggle. We struggle like it was preached to believe. You know, build the doctrines on why we can't heal instead of why we can't heal. All that kind of stuff we struggle. But this is the nature of the prophetic song. So in my life, I, I... Tell you how this broke down in my life. I uh well, even before I do that, um when you look in the Bible, what you find is there's something that is produced in that prophetic atmosphere. Like in 1 Chronicles 25, 1 and 2, it says, Moreover, David and the commanders of the army set apart for the service some of the sons of Asap and of Heman and of Judathan. Who were to prophesy with liars, lyres, liars, however you want to pronounce it, harps and cymbals. And the number of those who performed their service was two of the sons of Asap, Sakur, Joseph, then the Th- Nathaniah, and Asherah, and the sons of Asap. <laughs> Under the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. It is, but I'm just being me. And under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied under the direction of the king. And then in 2 Chronicles 29:30 says, Moreover, King Hezekiah and officials ordered the Levites to sing praises to the Lord with the words of David and Asaph the seer. From these passages, we find that there is a definite connection between praise and worship and the prophetic. Asaph, the leader of the singers and the musicians, was called a seer. That's not to say that all prophetic, all worship, praise and worship leaders have to be a prophet, a seer, but I do believe that God, through His grace, gives prof- praise and worship leaders the ability to produce a prophetic atmosphere. The prophetic and worship come from the same stream, they come from the same stream. We find in Chronicles that the musicians and singers were commanded to prophesy playing and singing. So if you're on the keyboards or the bass or the guitar or the flute or the, the spoons, whatever you, you are, you, if you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's just for those ones with the pretty voices up there. No, it is not. There is a prophetic nature to all that is going on up here with the musicians. And I dare say all the way back to the, 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 the soundboard man, woman, person. All the way back, there is a prophetic nature to this thing that's going on because God wants because prophecy, the prophetic, brings life, and He wants us to step into that river of life when that is going on. I I also recognize when the prophet Elisha, and you know, I I mean, i I was been trained by Pastor Jim Lafoon, my father and Lord, since. Well, I'm 99, 1999 or so in the, in the prophetic. And also I have a, a gift to sing prophetically. And so at times I, I'll hide when he's around because many times if he's going to preach he will all of a sudden get a word from the Lord that I'm supposed to sing a prophetic song before he comes up. <laughs> but what you find biblically is that they came to Elisha? Because have you ever went to a prophet and just wanted to get a word? Sometimes someone comes you want to get a word. It ain't always that easy. And what he said, Elisha said, "Oh, bring me the minstrel. Bring me the minstrel," because he needed an atmosphere to be set. The heavens opened up so that what they needed. What needed to be healed, what they needed to be delivered from, he could pull down from heaven and give to them. So I tell you, whatever instrument or vocalist, there is a prophetic nature to what God has called you to step into, to open up what God wants to do. Now, my story is, is an interesting one. I was leading worship in our church in LA. I was um, in Pastor Phil Bonasso's church back then, a long time ago, 1992. And then um, when we became a movement, I was actually part of the first church that was planted, and we moved to Austin, Texas after we became a movement. And so I also used to play professional tennis, I mean, no, football. I played professional football. And uh, we had an athletic arm in our ministry back there, it was powerful. Minister through collegiate athletes and professional athletes, and we would hold conferences in Nashville. And so um, I may have sung prophetically before, just didn't really know it. But we were at a conference and worship just, oh God, it just broke out. And um, you know, you had our leaders there, and you had Pastor, Bishop, Dr. Rice Brooks. <laughs> so I got through throw all that in and out. Because see, when I first, man, it was, hey, Rice. <laughs> then it was Pastor Rice, then it was Bishop Ryan, now it's Dr. Rice. So I just say them all, Pastor Bishop Rice. <laughs> and so we were on, they were on the stage, the leaders were on the stage, and so people were all, this was, was in the older church, the new, not the new Bethel church, but they were all over, they were down on their face and their knees in between the pews and people were on the stairs, and I, you know, the stairs step up, it's not like here where you go on the sides to go up, It just stairs stepped up, and so People that went onto the stairs and people on their face. And there was a gentleman who had actually, you know, uh, he played the sax just so beautifully. And he was, he was just prophesying on the sax. And we're just worshiping. And so I go and I get on the stairs and I got my head down like this on the stairs. And because it was stair step, you know, there was space and air. Like, so I kind of could see you, you know, just like this, I was, you know. And so I was just worshiping, I was just humming to myself, and I was just maybe saying, I love you, Lord, and I was just crying out in my heart to God. And so all of a sudden, kind of underneath my arm, I see someone crawling on their hands and knees on the stage, coming towards me, you know, and I'm trying, I'm trying to worship. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> you know, and I'm crying, and all of a sudden... From under my arm, and I mean, almost bust me in my lip. This microphone came up like that, <laughs> and I jerked. I was like, and I looked to the side, and it was Pastor Rice. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, sing. Sing what? And that was me, Pastor. Rice. Anything. Well, what had been going on inside of me at that moment, the picture that was in my mind, the picture of me, this little old guy, I was sitting in daddy's lap. And my head was resting on his chest. And he was breathing. And now, it ain't like you and I. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, you know, it was God breathing. You and I was, me, big old yeah. <laughs> and I just and I was just floating on and, and 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 I was hearing this heartbeat and it wasn't boom, boom it was boom, boom, boom. And, and, and this peace was just come over me and Rice interrupted that <laughs> and he said sing it and all I could think at that moment was to sing the picture that I saw in my head. And I started singing it, and, and I mean things, unbeknownst to me, things just broke open. And I, I, don't, I don't know. you know, Wow. So they said something. Oh, that was a great So oh, Okay, cool. I, you know, okay. So again, we end up at a conference. <laughs> and this time another conference. We're in Austin, Texas now, and all the professional athletes are there, and and, um, you know, at this moment, uh, my man Kevin Singleton was on the keyboards and, and uh, Israel Houghton. And, and so we're all up there. We're, we're worshiping. And the moment came, and I dropped to my knees, and I'm by the keyboard, and, and Pastor Rice is over there. And, uh, and, and, I, and, 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 you know, I'm new at it, so I, you, know, you may be feeling something, but that don't really signify to me that you're supposed to do something. I was just like, I'm like, y'all, I'm feeling it. So I shut my eyes, because I kind of saw him looking at me. (laughs) So I shut my eyes, and I was down there, and I was worshiping, right? I was on my knees. And all of a sudden, Kevin was playing. And Kevin said, Gino, what? He said, Rice wants you. What do you want? (laughs) Open your eyes and look at him. No. All of a sudden, he said, look at him. And I looked at him, and I said, he goes, and he, boom, boom. So all of a sudden, I I had to trust God. Yeah. And I step out, and I start singing this and really a song of the bride. I'm singing a song, and it, and it does something. And so this started to become somewhat of a norm for me at conferences. And with Pastor Rice, it just, you know, he... I'd be on the stage, and he'd be looking at him, now, are you be ready. I'm ready for what? <laughs> you know, you just be. And so, you know, we, but, but I'd be working with Israel and Kevin, and, and, you know, they are such beautiful minstrels themselves on the keys that, you know, we would always get into this prophetic vein. And so, I, you know, I would always have to try to come ready. But one time we were at a conference in Austin, and so that Sunday morning Israel would always stay over and then come and help me lead worship. So we were leading, and we get into a really worshipful moment. And I start and I sing a prophetic song. And so Israel, when we get done, he starts talking to me. Hey, man, that was really good. You know, goes. He goes, but you know, I noticed. He said, you, you, you generally always sing the song of the Lord. But I think the Lord wants to bring forth the song of the Lord. And at that moment, there was this shift. And I started listening differently. And so I just wasn't thinking about what I feel. But I started wanting to hear what he feels. And I I share all of that because if you're worship leaders in here, and whether you feel like you don't have a prophetic bone in your body, what you do have in you is discernment which means that you may have some singers in your group that are prophetic, and you can discern that. And I make these points because Rice called it out of me. And then Israel called another aspect out of me. And then pretty soon it just became conferences. It was almost like clockwork. They were expecting that to happen. My knees were knocking, and they were expecting it's thousand two, three, five world conference, and I'm like going, oh my God. Every time, you know, I'm not like, looking look real cool like nothing was bothering me. But inside it was like, oh my God. And then I had to remember something, you know, because I don't know if you know this, the word is true. And the word of God says that the spirit of a prophet is subject to a prophet. So I had to start walking in that truth. And so nowadays, because I'm Generally with Pastor Jim and Pastor Jim, the Jims, and I just have a running joke that you know how you at home you have movies on demand, well, with the Jims it's like I'm a prophetic song on demand. <laughs> yes. Oh no, true. I'm gonna tell you another story. <laughs> so last year we're at the prophetic conference, and they come up guard. Go, right, we're gonna be ready for you to sing a song. We're in the school of prophets here. We so I come up, I sing a song, and, and I'm, you know, hey, yeah, 20-some years, you know, rebuke me. But I still do something like that and go, okay, I'm done. Be quiet, Robin. I go, I'm done. I'm just, I'm through. I did it. I'm gone. And we get into the conference, and God moves, and I go up and I sing a prophetic song. I come down, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm good. I... Later that night, <laughs> we're in the conference, and I'm worshiping and, and tiff. You know, they're they're going in, you know. And I kind of saw Pastor Jim Critcher. And all of a sudden, I just did (laughs) this. Real tight. Real tight. (laughs) And I just was not going to look to my left. I wasn't going to look to my left. And all of a sudden, Pastor Jim Critcher walks down, and he changed his eyes. He went from pastor eyes to prophet eyes. (laughs) And he looked at me and he goes, What you doing? Like, what you mean? He says, It's all over you. What is? <laughs> like, what is It's all over you. He goes, Now look here. And he grabbed me by my arm. Now you see how big I'm kind of big. He grabbed me by my arm. Now, y'all have seen what size Pastor Jim is. And he said, Now don't make me manhandle you and walk you up on that stage. I'm like, right now? He's like, yeah, get up there. <laughs> so I had to go <laughs> grab a mic, get there. This conference come in. It's the first session of the School of Prophecy. So I thought I was going to be slick. And worship started, and I went and stood in the back. <laughs> I did. I ain't going to try to act like I'm perfect, y'all. I, went, I stood in the back. <laughs> and I'm worshiping. And I see him walking around some, and he passed by me. I was like, oh, cool. i was like, good. About five minutes later, he came walking by. He switched his eyes again. <laughs> and he walks back there, and he sees me, and he walks up, and he goes, what are you doing standing back here? Why are you standing in the back? And I'm like, why? He goes, don't make me look for you. He goes, I need you up there so we can see each other. Get up there. I'm coming, I'm coming. I just, I was just worshiping. I'm, not, I'm coming. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, we'll ease into everything, right? Maybe in the evening session, God might give me something. No, we're going. All of a sudden, I'm standing in the second row, not the first row. I'm thinking maybe I'm in the second row, you know. He comes and he walks up and he goes, Think you could do something? I am. I'm worshiping, man. <laughs> you think you could? He goes. We need some things to break, and we're not there yet. Okay. So I love Kathy LaFoon. As soon as he said that, she went and got a bottle of water and just walked over and handed it to me and started rubbing on my back. <laughs> <She was> like, <laughs> I looked at her like this. I went she goes, I huh, know. And then I had to get myself in the right headspace, And I want you to know every step to the steps, because I know people see me walking up there. I'm getting to the steps, and, and, and fear is trying to grip me, because no matter how long I've done it, no matter how many times I've prophesied over someone or gotten a word of knowledge, or what I've done prophetically, there's always this thing that wants to grip me and go, you're going to get up there, and it's going to be like... And I just got to that step, and I put my foot on the first step, and I have taught myself, and I go through certain things, and I want you to get this because God's going to draw something out of you today. I have learned not, it's not me. So I just start going through my roll decks, and I go, mm, my first thing is, okay, if you don't do this, it ain't going to get done. My second thing is I say, mm, a lion has roared. Who can but fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? The onus isn't on me, God. It's on you. I just need to obey. And then the third thing is I just go, mm, Lord, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Let me get up here and testify of you. And so I step up, and I literally, when I take a few steps, I feel something. It shifts. I'm no longer thinking about me, the fear. Are you going to make it's like stepping in. There's something called Naba. When you start to prophesy, you may just have one word you speak out, and all of a sudden it starts to bubble up. And that's what I do. I just step in, and then God, then, 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 God does God. God does God. But there's something different. Pastor Jim will tell me, Gino, your gift is rare, it's unique. He'll talk to me and I'll look at him like I understand. I'll go, man, I don't know what you're talking about. But but then I, but then I go okay I understand what you're saying it's not like I want to think that about myself okay I get it but but the thing is is a lot of times people call prophetic song prophetic song that's not prophetic song and I'm just gonna say we're in a we're in an era in worship where just repeating certain words is not prophetic song it's prophetic in the sense that you're exhorting you understand what I'm saying or you proclaim but it's not. Prophetic song where God is speaking something forth into your life, and something He's done in me. I it just because I guess that's how He wanted to design me is that prophetic song comes out of me very conversational, Lee. And I just remember we were at a conference one time, and um, I, God gave me a song and I sang it, and, and sometimes it can come out in like paragraph and. And, and I'm singing. And so I step off stage and one of our leaders, I can't remember, it might have been Bruce Phyllis, I'm not sure. He walked and he goes, wow. He goes, man, that was a good song. Whose was it? He said, who wrote that song? <laughs> and I looked down at him, I said, um, God. He goes, yeah. I, he goes, but no, was it?" he goes, well, you say, I go, I go, no, that was a prophetic song. He goes, no, wait, wait a second. You, you mean it came out like that? Like it rhymed and it, and it flowed like a. Like, verse, and, and, and Corey, I, I go, yeah, I, I can't explain it. Uh, that's just the way that it comes out. And really had a wonderful moment last year at the conference with Tiffany. I walked in, they were finishing up worship, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, go go ask Tiffany. You know, I'm submitting myself. She's there worship. Hey, could I share something, Tiff? She goes, yeah, come on, and I Stepped up to try to share something about just the nature of this, the bride, song of the bride and the song of the Lord. And we were about to have that evening session, and, and yeah. God cracked something that night. and he, he, it, was, it was awesome. It was powerful. And so we got into that point, and, and, and I could feel here's the river. And Tiff was up there, and, and, she, and I had told her before, I said, I want you to know God's about to release this in you, and it's going to be in conversational form. And all of a sudden, we were in worship, and, 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 and Tiff, she just stepped into this river. And I would heard her sing prophetically before. I had heard her, you know. and But at this moment, when she started doing it, and, and it was funny because I know well if no, she was recognizing that it was different in the moment. She started singing this line, and at the end of the line, she'd go, hmm. <laughs> and then she sang another line, and it was coming out, and she said, hmm, you know. <laughs> and I was like, I was like... I, because I had seen, I looked at Pastor, and I said, oh, there it is, right? And, she, and I had a song, and I thought, oh, good. I don't have to sing that. I'm like, good, right? And Tiff just, and she was just, and and and, and, this happened, and she, the things I had, had on my heart, she was just. And I'm going, oh, yeah, I am good, God, good. And this is what Tiff does. She gets done, and then she goes, I'm over there. She goes. <laughs> <laughs> she got the gems and the rice anointing on her all of a sudden. She. <laughs> Gave me that look. And I'm like, you too? <laughs> and I walked up, and God just kept the stream going. And it cracks him. She came off. She's like, oh, and we just, we just rejoiced in it. And it's opened something up in the house that is starting to build and to build and to build. Whether you flow in the prophetic song or not, you must train yourself to recognize discern if any of your vocalists have a prophetic anointing. So we saw earlier they were commanded to play and sing under the anointing of God. We must stretch our vocalists and musicians to step out and let God use them. If you don't feel you have that dynamic in your group, then pray to God that he would bring that dynamic to your group. See, nurturing the prophetic song, it says he put in Psalms forty. Verse 3 says, he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. I just want to say, as I end this, this part of it, recognize the nature or context of, worship, of the worship song you're singing and listening for God's response or ask him for his response. I'm going to read that again. Recognize the nature or context of the worship song you're singing and listen for God's response. Or ask him for his response. Do so according to the measure of your faith. Amen. Now, here's what I really mean by that. Today, when you hear the songs they were singing, when I go to go, okay, Lord, what might you be saying prophetically to me if you have something for me to sing? I'm listening to the context of the song that they're singing. I'm listening to say, okay, God, what's the vein that's going on here? What are you doing? And and it happened again today. Just, this is our last time that, that that session where we went in. I mean, everything that was going. I, and when Kimmy when Kimmy started singing at the end, and, and when that's what God had download. I didn't have to go up, but when you step into that stream, you start to hear what's happening in there. And so I want to the singers in here and those. I want I want to I want you to start to train your ear. There's been times you've been on the stage and you've been worshiping and you feel certain things inside. Of you. you know what you're doing? You're picking, up, you're picking up on the song of the bride. You're picking up on what the chorus, the people out here are, are, are feeling, are sensing. But you know what? They just can't jump up on stage and start doing it. But now you can express what they're feeling. But don't stop there. Many times early on. When I would have to sing prophetic songs, I would start out in the song of the Lord. And what it did is it built my faith. I would start out sharing what I'm sensing, what I'm feeling up there about my love for him. And then all of a sudden, I'd start to hear his response. And then it would come out in first person. Then it would come out in first person. And it would just start to wash over people. And then I just was like, I was humbled by it because I know, Lord, this is you. I'm not doing it. But it was just to, you know, people to come up and say, well, this happened in my life when that went forth. This happened. Man, that broke this. You don't know how much, man, the rejection. I mean, the healing and the chains that get broken off and the faith that can get imparted is, again, an accelerated aspect that just simply hearing the word preach is rarely going to do. And so I want to encourage you in that. And so we, we have about 15 minutes. And so what Tiffany and I thought is that we could try to get ourselves into an atmosphere. And for some of you who are singers, I want to challenge you to step out and start to listen for the song of the Lord and then listen for his response. We're in a safe place. This is family, whether you're from the same church or not, we're in him, right? So we family. <laughs> and so Tiffany, you want to OK, you want to come up here with me too, and have you know, we might just have Tiffany, you know, start this thing out. See, I'm going to do what they do to me. You do this. <laughs> you go. <laughs> but uh, what I would say is, let's, we want to pick a song that. that you know, it's just one of those that's really easy to get into that worshipful moment, you know, that, that really speaks and emotes. Um, and, you know, I'm going to tell you again, if you don't practice it, if you don't, I'm, listen, when you're driving in your car, when you're in the shower, when you're worshiping in your, your, your room, and your closet, and you know the songs that you love, and then you get to that point where there's like a worshipful moment in the song, that's where you start practicing. That's where you start listening. You start emoting what's on your heart. Then you start emoting what you feel God is saying. And a lot of times in those moments as you practice, what you're singing that's coming from him, he's singing over you. Does it not say in Zephaniah, he sings over us? This is how you start to cultivate that gift. Pick, I'm letting Tiffany pick the song. I don't know. We, some, yeah, you start to flow. And, and, yeah. We'll just believe God. Thank you, Father. Just start to pray in tongues. Let's stir up that spirit of faith. Let's stir up that spirit of worship. Let's not just be taught something. Let's actually apply what we're learning. Sure. Yeah. song of the bride maybe you just want to pour out your emotions to God right now how would you sing that to him right now you're all feeling something in here I know someone is someone has something if I knew who you were I'd come grab you like Pastor Jim did me
1: Try. But in that moment
0: song of the bride first and then she went into the song of the Lord. So we've heard both in a few people already.
1: This is great. Hey, let's just do about 30 seconds each. Not because we want to cut you off, but we want everybody to have an opportunity to practice in this atmosphere. Cool. (laughs)
2: controls <laughs> me <laughs> face in us, God. Shine your face in us. Oh yeah. You told me to step, but instead I stomp, God. Do you see your son, God? Oh, you told me to step, God, but instead I stomp for you. for me and receive what I have for you then I will pour out then I will pour out and if you bow down then I will pour out from you rivers of life rivers of water rivers of worship for the people of God to me, then I will move, there's nothing to fear, I will move.
1: because I see I am the Lord, and I am working in you, receive from me, receive my power, for I am God.
0: There is no problem No circumstance That I cannot step into and meet you, child And I'm coming To sharpen you To thrust you through darkness around you. And I'm coming to lift you up so you can see how much I love Don't you ever stop, don't you ever quit, there's so much more for you than you think you'd ever get, don't you ever stop, no, you better not quit, there's so much more for You would ever think you'd get. -hmm. Father, we thank you today.